0: In our passage this morning in Luke chapter 10, if you turn in your Bibles there to Luke chapter 10, begin in verse 38 through 42. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. That you communicate to us your heart and the ways that you want us to walk in. That everything in here is profitable for teaching and, and leading us to become the people of God that you desire. Even in this, not just for Mother's Day or Mom's, but really for all of us this day, the lessons that we see here. May we take these to heart. May we, uh, even as has been prayed, be changed, made different this day in the way we look and think about things and the way we act and react. Lord, help us to make the difference by you making a difference in us today. In your name we pray. Amen. So, uh, how many at least are a little grateful that Mother's Day 2021 is different from last year? when everything was shut up and shut down and you couldn't even have contact with people. I mean, just uh, we're a little bit, and yet we could say this year is still not the same as it was before. But there is one thing that is good, or at least it could be good in one area this year. And what has happened over this last year is that many have realized that there needs to be a greater focus on what's really important in life. That's one of the things that some people have come to, to recognize, a desire to make moments that they have with one another matter because we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know wh- what we're going to be and what's going to happen. And in fact, there are many who lost loved ones over this last year, and they were not able to see them as they passed to the next life. In fact, they were not able to say goodbye even within a few, with a funeral or anything like that. And so many are trying to cherish the moments that we have just a little bit more. Even as we think about mothers today. Uh, We just came from visiting Roberta's uh, mom and dad down in Florida. Uh, Her dad uh, has a number of health problems. He's 90 and her mom's not far behind. And we haven't seen him for a long, long time. And we wanted to have that opportunity just to make sure to have that opportunity to make the most of the moments that we had with them, to make those moments matter and what we could do. We recognize, though, that there are some, like myself, who this Mother's Day, say, you know, my mom passed away a couple decades ago. Maybe for many of you this celebration is different and that kind of thing. and uh, Just remembering that. You know, we want to make the moments that we have matter as we think through that. And we don't always have control over things, and there's only so much we can do. But what we can do is make the moments matter. How do we do that? How do we do that? Not only today as it deals with moms, because it's really not just about moms for us today in this lesson. We could glean a lesson from Mary and Martha in our passage here in Luke 10... If we're going to make moments that matter, then what we really need to focus on is what matters in that moment. Did you catch that? If we're going to make moments that matter, then what we really need to focus on is what matters in that moment. Hopefully, what we can leave here today with is one question. That's what I want you to leave here with is one question today that we're going to ask ourselves each day, even within a day, throughout the day. And that question uh, begins like this. Uh, Oh, no, I hit it a couple times. What matters most in this moment? Question to ask ourselves. What matters most in this moment? It seems pretty obvious that both Martha and Mary have decided what matters most in the moment in their story and, and talking about them. But they are definitely not in agreement about what matters most we read in verse 38 here as jesus and his disciples were on the way so as they were just kind of walking they came to a village where a woman named martha opened her home to him it seems that they had known one another but what it also seems like is that martha may not even though there was an open door for jesus she may not known that he and the gang were showing up that day oh all of a sudden you got guests you know, she didn't necessarily know ahead of time. Life's already busy with the lists, and it just got longer for Martha. Uh, and in that moment, she had a house full of people. She was the owner, as we read in verse 38, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She was apparently the owner of the house, so to speak. She was the one responsible for caring them and it mattered more even than when we talk about moms today or anybody it matters more back in those days because hospitality was such a huge expectation of society this is what what you did it just everybody to everybody it was what was expected so here she is probably already much to do with little time to do it and then as she's trying to get all this done her sister mary look in verse 40 or right, in verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation. She came and said, Lord, don't you care? My sister has left me. All right, so here's, here's the key part here. It says it's not that Mary is lazy, or, uh, although that's what Martha thinks, right? It's that Mary was helping her. She say, listen, my sister has left me to do the work all by myself. I'm doing it all myself. Previously, Mary was helping. And probably many other times throughout their time together in the household, Mary was there helping her sister. But not now. Now her sister's just laying around. How many of us can identify more with Martha and the way she's thinking about this? I'm sure there's many a woman who knows what it's like to have a plate full and suddenly something else gets piled on. In fact, all of us know that. Let's face it, uh, a mother's work is never done and if you had more time in a day, nothing would change, right? Because trying to do a thousand things in 24 hours or do a thousand things in 36 hours, it's not going to matter. In fact, for many people, I know for myself, give me some extra hours, guess what? I'll just have some extra things instead of recognizing, okay, let's spread this out. We'll just keep adding things, right? Too many of us on the surface, it seems that Martha was trying to do the right thing. She was trying to do what mattered at that time. But it seems like she doesn't have it right. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted. You know, whatever it may seem like, this is the right thing. Martha's trying to take care of the people in her house, trying to do it. No, she it's, she doesn't got it right. It says, Martha was distracted. Her attention was off of what mattered most. Jesus tells her in verse 41, in fact, that you are worried and troubled. You're upset. You're anxious about so many things. You are missing what matters here. Martha, which is obvious in the way that she's handling it, both inwardly and outwardly. Perhaps part of what is upsetting Martha is not that she just wants to get a nice meal for the people that she cares about, uh, but that she's having to do all the work and not able to participate. She's not able to be a part of what's going on. It's like, hey, you know, Mary's sitting there. I'd like to be able to just sit there too. I'd like to be able to sit there and just listen and just kind of be a part of the moment that matters. But you know what? There are more important things to do here than just sit there and do that. There are more important things that need to be done. Things have to be done. is Martha thinking this. And, and apparently not only does nobody care to help her in the kitchen, but apparently nobody cares whether she's out in the living room with them or not. They're fine for her to be out there. In the midst of what Martha would say she is doing is the work for everyone else. She's the one, faithful and true, doing the work for everyone else. But really, Martha's focus was distracted. In fact, her focus was on herself. What she had to do. What wasn't fair to her having to do it all. It was about nobody caring for her surely it wasn't just about her duty and her responsibility, but in other passages, she cared about Jesus. She cared about the people that were there. And she cared, you know, wanting to put a nice meal together. I mean, is that too much to ask? You can see, Martha, I can just hear, you know, is that too much to ask? I just want to put a, a nice meal together, our, our time together. But it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice for her. And it wasn't nice for the rest of those who were there. It, it did, she didn't exactly make it a moment that mattered. She got so upset that she confronted the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In verse 40, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And if it's not clear in what she's saying in the original language, this is a command that she is giving to the Lord. She gives him a command, tell her, tell Mary to help me. I I just got to wonder in that moment if the room didn't suddenly just quiet, you know, silent, every eye looking at Martha, thinking, I can't believe she just said that. To Jesus. Mary is not the one with the problem here. The reality is Mary's focus was less on herself and more on Jesus. Jesus who was not going to tell Mary that her place was in the kitchen. Martha was the one who got distracted from what mattered most. And we do the same thing so many times in our life. We get distracted from what matters most. Yes, Martha's serving. It seems like she's doing a good thing, but she's not doing it with a servant's heart. When she's thinking, "Why doesn't anybody get what's important here and needs to take place?" I mean, verse forty is it's it's a great question. Why, Lord, you don't you care? And not just if it's Jesus and care, then nobody in the whole room cares. Your sister doesn't care. Left me to do the work by myself. She should be asking that. I mean, even in asking that question, it's very judgmental. It's already jumped to that you don't care, nobody cares. Nobody cares to do what needs to be done. All of this, she's made the judgment. Why is, it, why is it that nobody gets it? Why is it I'm the only one that gets it? Could that be a great question that she needed to ask herself and not everybody else? Why is it you're in a situation where it seems like nobody else is getting it? Could it be that you're the one that's not getting it? Not everybody else? If everybody else is fine, including Jesus, could it be that you are the one, Martha? Why does it matter so much if it doesn't matter to Jesus? Jesus, who is neither laid back uh, in a negative way, Jesus is not lazy. In, in fact, we read about Jesus in Mark chapter 1 in verse 32. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all sick and demon-possessed. That evening after sunset, you get getting this. I mean, there's already been a full day, and now here we got evening after sunset. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. We go on. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, for Jesus. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone's looking for you. And Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to nearby villages so I can preach there. That is why I have come. I want us to really think about this Jesus was obviously working hard morning noon and night there was no this that's not what we're talking about here so I'm not working hard but Jesus was obviously working hard everything that Jesus did mattered yet it was still about what mattered most in that moment that counted What mattered most in that moment, which is why he could say no to everyone who was looking for him. Everyone's looking for him. He says, no, we're going someplace else. Already in the morning, people had lined up. It was probably the same scene. Let's go back to what I just read uh, previously in that passage. Look at it, evening, this is where he left it, a bunch of people at the door, uh, sick, demon-possessed, everybody's there. That morning, he had gone out, and by the time the disciples found him, it's like there was a new line. Everybody was ready to go. And Jesus says, no. What matters most is that we need to move on. There was a lot of work that Jesus could have done for those people at the door. All those people waiting back there at town, waiting in line. So much went undone that day in that town so that he could focus on what mattered most. So that he could say towards the end of his life, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. I don't know about you, but this is like psh, mind blowing for Jesus. Not not just to Jesus to say that, but for anybody could say, "I finished the work." Right? I. I that at least for me so many people calling his name so many people wanting him to heal them to help them to do things in his life that was going to be cut short at around 30 years old how could he say he is all done when there's so much yet undone are you with me how can he say there's so much undone and and yet he say he's all done jesus led a life that made the most of his moments that mattered I know it doesn't make sense to many of us who are looking forward to standing one day before Jesus as it says in Matthew chapter 25 and stand before him one day he's going to say to you well done my good and faithful servant and we're thinking how can he possibly say well done to me when there is so much undone in my life so much that I haven't done that I feel like I need to do that I should be doing that I'm not doing how could I possibly get a well done But in Matthew chapter 25, what that's talking about and what Jesus is saying to us is not all done, my good and faithful servant. He is saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's not dependent upon being all done with our list. Rather, have we done what God wanted us to do? Have we done what mattered most in that moment? And could it be, instead of waiting to the end of our life for some approval from Christ that we can receive fully His everlasting love for us now, today, that He declares that our worth is not based on our work, whatever it is, whatever we do, but our worth was clearly decided upon the cross where He died for each and every one of us. Just think for a moment, I just want you to think for a moment, what if we had if I don't do this, what is the worst thing that could happen? Or what is the best thing that could happen if I did this instead? We're making choices each day. What is it that matters? You know, What are the things that we can leave undone and still get a well done? And for some of you, maybe this, you know, like, well, I don't have a problem with all that, but some of us understand what is it it could be said what are the things and, and as you think about it what are those things that you just can't stand to leave undone what are those things that just make you twitch like oh man i can't like that, that just can't that that, that can't the, the, it's got to be done i can't just leave it i can't walk I, 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 I right what is it those things that just make us why Think about your list of things that you've got to do. Uh, Let's just pick out some, and we're going to make a different list. We're going to make an undone list, because there are things that are undone. We all have an undone list. How about if on that list we put something like the dishes? Okay, the dishes are undone. But also on that list we put discipling your children in Christ. Hopefully we can see there is a difference between those two and what's undone. There should be some things that we should not write undone over. But there may be other things that we can. There are things that matter most in the moment. And things that will still matter a month from now, a year, 10 years from now, a 100 years, 10,000 years from now. And I I realize, I know there are some that are going to say, I I realize if you don't do the dishes for a month, that can be a problem. Uh, Although, when I was single, you solved that problem by just buying paper plates uh, and the dishes stayed in the sink. Although I I know that it still is a problem because eventually it gets a little gross when you're growing penicillin in the sink, if you know what I mean. All right, so what I'm talking about is that, it's not about being realistic, it's, but the, the message is not about procrastination. It's not about being irresponsible. Martha may have thought Mary was being irresponsible, but Jesus did not. This is what we get. The question in that moment is what changes if we weigh what we are doing with the scale of eternity in that moment. It's not that there's no real or basic need for people that have come to Martha's house to eat. They've been on the road, they've got to eat, yes. But what matters most in that moment? There's a sense that even if Martha gets it all together, even if Mary comes out there and starts helping her and they prepare some great and amazing meal, is that? And if that's the only thing that mattered in that moment, then it's only going to be remembered for a moment. Yeah, amazing meal, yes. People were grateful. But is that something that's going to be remembered 10 years from now, let alone 10 days from now? In that moment that Martha's making such a big deal about, is that moment going to affect the rest of her life and everybody else's life in the room? What she's making such a big deal about having to get this meal or get everything together, is it really going to matter and affect the rest of people's lives there? Yet, what Mary's doing in that moment could affect the rest of her life and even the others' lives that Mary passes on what she's getting. There are those these days who have recognized that we need to make decisions, priorities about what we're doing right now as we look towards the end of our life. In other words, people would say, well, on my deathbed, I I am probably not going to say I wish I would have worked more. On my deathbed, I'm probably not going to say I wish I would have done more dishes. You know, it's just not something that probably is going to say. And not to say that those aren't good thoughts, but what are the God thoughts? And that movement to focus on the importance of relationships with others. uh, You know, and so what happens is that when we die, that... There will be people that we love right there with us. Again, this is good. But what matters most? You'll hear people talk about this. Yeah, we need to, what matters most is the people in your life. I mean, that's what you hear. And and it's what we've talked about. and, And it's a good thing. But is it fully the best thing? You see, what happens after the deathbed experiences? Will there be people, not just will there be people we love with us when we die, but will there be people we love with us in heaven someday is even more important because of the decisions we make today. I know something. well, can you really live that way? I mean, not being distracted by focusing on what matters the most. I mean, the reality is we got things that we need to do. But Jesus says, yes, we can live that way. In fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That's in that chapter where He's talking about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field and all that, the needs. All your needs will be taken care of. God's got the needs. Whatever it is is the need in that moment. What needs to be done, what needs to happen, these needs will be taken care of if first we seek His kingdom and His righteousness. Which is why asking what matters most in the moment is not enough for the question that you need to leave here with. We need to add a couple words for it to actually help us, for it to actually apply to the passage that we're looking at. You see, here's the question that we really need to ask ourselves, the full question, so to speak. What matters the most in this moment to Jesus. This is the question we need to ask. What matters the most in this moment to Jesus? Martha believed that getting the food done right there and there was obviously the most important thing. Martha in verse 40 is basically saying that neither Jesus or Mary cared. But the reality is they both did care. But they cared about what mattered the most. Martha says, don't you care? And Jesus and Mary both cared greatly. But they cared for something that was much greater. Mary, listen to the voice of Jesus, not Martha. And Martha didn't like that. Martha didn't like that, which is why she told Jesus, Hey, tell Mary. I'm not going to tell Mary. She's listening to you, Jesus. You tell her she needs to get out here. We may say we're living for what's important, but the reality is oftentimes we find ourselves living in just what is urgent. Which, in fact... is not always, not usually, truly important. So many of the urgent things in our life are not important. Not in the most important way to Jesus. I mean, obviously it's possible that I I mentioned earlier that Martha didn't know Jesus and the gang was coming here and so here they are, a whole bunch of people and there's an urgency, there's an urgency in life. And the, the urgent things in life grab a hold of us. They shake us. They crowd our name. They're shouting, you got to take care of me now. I mean, those things that make us twitch, those dishes in the sink, they're, they're screaming at you. Oh, well, no, they're not. Something in you is. Or something's going on. They're, they're screaming. But what are we hearing? What voice are we hearing? Martha, obviously, in yelling at Jesus, must have had some voice inside of her yelling. It came out at Jesus. Why not ask this question? This question here, what matters the most in this moment to Jesus? Why not ask it now instead of a few days later after you have a meltdown like Martha? Why not ask it now before we get all upset? You see, here's the thing, at least in general, I would say a life controlled by the urgent is a life out of control versus being controlled by what matters most to Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that there are never things that are both urgent and important. There are. The urgent and important, the things that matter to Jesus, but that's so few things. The question is, what voice are we listening to? For the most part, Things that are truly important, those truly important things in our life, will not yell and scream, will not grab a hold of us and make a big fuss. In fact, we'll feel like we can just put that off till tomorrow. That thing that's really important, like like we mentioned, the discipling. I've got to do the dishes because they're right here. They need to be done today. The discipling of my kids or some other thing, well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. It never comes. We keep putting it off. How do we know what counts? Mary could have listened to the voice of her irritated sister who was calling her lazy to get out there in the kitchen and do the right thing, but instead Jesus' opinion about her her mattered more. In fact, the very priority of Jesus mattered the most. It matters what Jesus says. How many of us would be in Martha's world, all worked up, worried, whining to Jesus about how He doesn't care about something that really needs to be taken care of right now? How many of us in our prayer life—that's sometimes what we're doing. It's like, oh, you has got to be Jesus. You got to. Why aren't you doing something? Why don't you care? You know, maybe we don't say, "Why don't you care?" We, you know, we hold back. But our thoughts, Jesus knows. What's important? What matters? What matters most needs to be defined by Jesus. Because there are other voices who are more than willing to tell us what matters to us. In fact, even our own voice, which oftentimes is selfish or has a self focus, like Martha, making right decisions it is not always something that we do because we're not always thinking in the right way not to mention what is important can change for us from one year to the next for all that matters from one day to the next well this is important today but you know the next day well, it's not as important Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever his priorities last so what matters most to Jesus Unfortunately, so many believe that living in Martha's world, so to speak, is the norm, there's nothing we can do about it. We don't have a choice. This all sounds good, pastor, but you, we got to do what we got to do. I mean I know that's kind of there, there's some good things here, but you know we're going to do what we're going to do. No. Jesus says here, there's a choice. Look at what Jesus says, Martha in verse 41. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. The urgent things, the, i got to do this, this has got to happen. All these kind of voices, all the things that we think we have to do. You do have a choice. Mary has chosen what matters. She chose the most important thing. Moms need to make a choice to be a Mary mom in a Martha world. We recognize that's the way it is. But all of us need to choose what matters most. Instead of being it being chosen for us, instead of just letting life happen to us, we need to make it happen through us by the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit who can guide us with all wisdom into what matters most. You say, well, I don't know how to figure that out. Jesus has already got it figured out. He can help us. And one of the main things for Jesus on that list for parents is leading our children to see that God is what matters most. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that, you give, that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Parents' main responsibility and role is to be the primary pastor for their children, responsible for their spiritual upbringing. And we in the church are just assistant pastors. Unfortunately, today what's happened is that parents have focused on things that are more important, but not necessarily on what is most important. We see I see this. When puzzled parents come and they don't understand why their adult children, why their adult children who grew up in the church and and all this kind of stuff, why they have grown up to be responsible, respectful adults. Their adult children are great husbands and wives. Their adult children are great moms and dads. But they're not great with God. Their adult children would say they believe, but their faith seems non-existent, not really anything, that there's any kind of real relationship going on. It's more like the the kids have their tickets, their tickets been punched to heaven. And unfortunately, some are going to find too late that they picked up the wrong ticket. In some of these cases, what has happened is that the children caught what was being taught, so to speak, as most important. We, we've seen this happen in the last 30, 40 years in the church. A pendulum. It, it swung to something that good and needed, but it swung so far over to the importance and the priority of the family. Is that what matters most? And therefore we've lost sight of the priority of God. Jesus has become an extra, an add-on at times, an afterthought. Children have heard and seen what matters most. The lesson they've learned is family first. Which seems good and that's out there. It seems good. But unfortunately they're not learning God first. That's not what's being caught. Not to say that we don't use the words, but that's not the way we live in our life. We're living our life and what they're catching is family first. And so here we are with a a generation missing. What matters most in this moment and for all eternity is a real relationship with God that follows His word. But for many kids, they, they get one hour on a Sunday and maybe some other time. That's all the spiritual training they get. But does that really work? If our kids only got a school education one hour on Wednesday and two hours on a Sunday, would that work? I'm sure there's some school kids that might say, hey, amen, hallelujah. I only have to go to school. I only have to do school one, one, three hours a week. whoo But we know that wasn't going to work. If it's not going to work for that, how does it work for the more important eternal spiritual life? I mean, there, there, there are those who today don't think that it being part of the church, participating on Sunday mornings here really matters to them. But it matters to God. It's what matters to Jesus, Jesus who said in Acts, it says he bought the church, not me, the church with his own blood. But all too often our desire to give our kids so many different experiences, so many things and just help them and just you know, do be good with them and so many different things that church, being a part of a church is just an activity to choose on Sunday mornings along with other activities and entertainment and family things to do. Which then when they grow up, then they realize, well, then I get a choice. It's just an activity I choose and what I want and what I don't want. But no, Jesus has already made the choice for us of what we're to be doing. Not giving up the gathering together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day approaching. I understand that we want to do so much for our kids. We want to give them the world. Let's not forget to give them heaven. One of the ways that we can make the most of the moments is what's in this verse in Deuteronomy 6 you see up on the screen. By living our faith at home. By making moments that matter most, whether it's formal or just pulling back the curtain on your own faith and letting them see how you live. How you pray, how you read your word, how you read the word, how you serve, knowing that their faith is going to shine as a reflection of how bright your faith is. Share your personal faith story. Help them to have their own story. And I recognize for some of us our kids are grown and off and we're still seeing it. And it may not be that this is what the cause was, but it's not over until it's over. You don't give up. And not only work with your kids, but with your grandkids. To continue to have that, to continue to to do this, to pass it on. Whenever, as it says here uh, in verse 7, to talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you're traveling, when you lie down, when you get up, just take those moments and make the most of them, of what matters the most to Jesus in those moments. In fact, ultimately... The final thing that matters most is what matters the most every moment is Jesus. Making moments the matter that matter depends on whether it's on Jesus list. Is this on Jesus list? Yet the most important distinction is Jesus on our list. And if so, where? In Luke chapter 10, Mary, that's what Mary's doing for this moment. At that moment, Jesus was not only on the top of her list. Jesus is the only thing on our list in that moment. To say that Mary, as Jesus says in verse 41, Mary has chosen what matters most should not be a surprise because that's what our goal is. That's what we exist to fulfill. Even those basic two commandments, the top two commandments, the first of one being the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's what Mary is doing here, sitting at Jesus' feet. Spending time with Jesus. That's what Jesus did. He worked hard. Even in some of the meals, he, he did, he, even though he missed meals, he was working so hard. The one thing Jesus did not miss was spending time with the Father. It mattered most to him. Spending time with the Father was important. In fact, that's where Jesus got the list of what matter most how did jesus know in that day that you know what i got a line of people but i'm going that's going to have to be left undone because to finish the work i've got to go and do this jesus knew that because he spent time with the father that morning here's just a final thought especially as it deals with mother's day and those who may be mothers there are times when a message can be communicated on days like these That the most important thing for a woman to be and do is a mom. And while it's important, that statement not only can be hurtful to some, but not helpful and not biblical. Because what should matter most to women, in fact to all of us, what should matter the most is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. And we cannot love Christ. If we are never with him like Mary is doing, being a worshiper before we're a worker. So, what matters most? Not just what we do for Jesus, but what we do with Jesus. Ask the worship team to come on up. Father, we pray that you would help us in this. Lord Jesus, you have definitely spoken clearly to Martha and to some of the Marthas here today, including myself, to choose to make the choice like Mary today and what matters most and all the things that that are going to happen, are going to do for some, there's some celebrations going on. But that you would help us to ask that question, what matters most to you in this moment, Jesus? And tomorrow when we wake up, we'll have a list, if it's not written down at least in our head, of things that we know or want to do, need to do. Lord, I pray that you'd help us be led by you, Holy Spirit, that each morning as we spend time at your feet, like Mary did, that you would give us that direction of what matters most in our day. That we make those choices and not be distracted and not be so worried and worked up, but rather just rest in you, knowing that yeah, today might be a busy day and there's lots of work. You did lots of work, Jesus. But in the end, you're able to say that you finished the work that the Father had given you. Lord, I, even more than looking forward to a well done, I would look forward to be able to, to say that. And a life, I've finished the work that you've given. Not all the work that I can see, all the work that needs to be done, but the work that you've given. So help me help each of us in each moment to focus on what matters most to you. Thank you, Jesus.